Welcome to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. This week, God's Word brings us a sobering story of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. Before I get into that story, however, I want to make a brief point about something that will help you in your encounters with people from non-Christian religions and cults, particularly the Jehovah's Witnesses. Who here hasn't felt a rush of anxiety as you peer out your front window to see the Jehovah's Witnesses calling at your door? Frankly, I admire their zeal every bit as much as I abhor their unbiblical beliefs. And one of those unbiblical beliefs is a belief that the Holy Spirit is not divine, is not God, and is not part of the Trinity. In fact, they deny that the Bible teaches the truth of the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is essential then that you as mature Christians need to know why you believe that the Holy Spirit is God and not just some sort of spiritual energy force. It is essential that your belief in the Holy Spirit as God be founded on a biblical foundation, not just because the pastor says so. Here then, before us today, is perhaps the clearest and most compelling biblical evidence for the Holy Spirit being God and part of the Trinity, every bit as much as the Father and Jesus Christ are. I'm reading from Acts chapter 5. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. Did you catch that? There is an equivalence established between uh, God and the Holy Spirit here. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? You have not lied to men, but to God. The words God and the Holy Spirit can be substituted for each other, indicating that they are one and the same person. It's like calling the woman I've lived with happily for over 27 years, Nicole, and Ke Evangelist Kevin's wife. There is equivalence of relationship between the two. I have used these verses successfully in defending the divinity of the Holy Spirit with Jehovah's Witnesses and other unbelievers and doubters, as well as Christians who want some biblical direction. I would encourage you then today to make use of these verses as God gives you opportunity. Now back to the story. Today's story of Ananias and Sapphira is really a tale of two men, Barnabas and Ananias. That's why I included the last two verses in Acts chapter 4 with the rest of the story. Remember that name Barnabas because he'll come up again in Acts later on in a big way, living up to his name son of encouragement. Luke, like any skilled writer, simply and subtly drops the name of a key Christian player early on in his book to prepare his readers for his main entrance some five chapters down the road. 
But suffice it to say for today that we know enough about Barnabas to be able to paint some stark contrasts between him and his first century counterpart, Ananias. Barnabas was a man who came to church honestly. He brought no secrets with him. He was able to be open and honest before God and God's people about situations that came up in his life. He sold a field and was able to honestly and openly present to the church what God laid on his heart to give. Ananias was a different sort of man. His sin was not in keeping some of the money from the property for himself, but rather in the dishonesty that he brought with him into the church. Ananias was closed, holding back secrets and truth from God and from God's people, perhaps because of fear, mistrust, or insecurity. But for whatever reason, he was unable to bring honesty and openness into God's house and among the Lord's people. I would like to turn the tables a bit today on this tale of two men. Instead of focusing on Ananias today directly, I would like to focus on the new church, on the early church, the early Christians, the type of people that they were and the type of environment their church created, which made it possible for both men like Barnabas and Ananias to be part of their fellowship. The environment that Peter and John, the other apostles, and the several thousand men, women, and children that made up First Christian Church on Jerusalem Street, the environment that they helped create in that congregation must have been a magnetic one. The environment, the spirit of that church, must have been magnetic since it drew so many people to it. And one of the features that made it what it was was the way it encouraged and invited people to be open, honest, and transparent about whatever was going on in their lives. People, like Barnabas, were able to leave their masks at the front door of the church and walk in realizing that whether they were dealing with fear or hurt, anger or insecurity, they would find people who loved them without asking questions, without judging them, but simply loving them the way that Jesus loved them. And tell me, who wouldn't be drawn to a church that created an environment like that? Each of us has brought with us today things that we are struggling with, secret things, struggles and hurts that we wouldn't even consider sharing with our spouse, parent, or close friend. There are things in each of our lives that, simply put, are too painful to face, even before God, and especially before people in the church. Think about where you are today. Think about your deepest hurts, your most painful, shattered hopes and dreams. Think about your past that no one could ever understand, so no one ever will know. Your secret's too dark to ever, ever reveal. And now consider the Sunday morning masks that we put on along with our shirts and ties, our dresses and heels that shield our vulner vulnerability and give us a semblance of togetherness in public only to collapse in desperation after the Sunday morning spectacle is over. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones today, not struggling with secrets too terrible to tell, hurts too deep to reveal. Be thankful today. But I ask you, what is preventing you then and your God-given wholeness from ministering to others seated next to you who aren't so blessed? The point is, friends, that each of us have a ways to go before we become like Jesus or even the apostles, eager and able to minister to the deepest needs of others. 
and many of our churches have a ways to go before we become like the early church in Acts, which attracted broken and hurting people, whole and together people, to a congregation where masks could be dropped, tears of pain and joy could both be shed, and where Jesus could meet the deepest and most profound needs of every human heart there. You know, on our last podcast, I made reference to Martin Luther King Jr.'s stirring speech that touched a nation, beginning with the words, I have a dream. Well, I suppose I have a dream too. I have a dream that our churches can become places where people can come and leave their masks at the door, be transparent enough to share their deepest hurts, most painful secrets, and most shattered hopes, so that Jesus Christ can come and pick up the pieces and breathe new life into weary souls. I have a dream that these same people may feel free to be open because they know that those listening will do everything they can to help, will not be appalled by what they hear, but will love them even more because of it, and will not have to fear the gossip and talk over Monday morning coffee after Sunday morning transparency and trust. I have a dream that these words of Jesus will be fulfilled in our churches. The healthy have no need for a doctor, but only the sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I have a dream that those words might be true of us, that we might build magnetic churches that draw people with a past to them so that they might come to know the same physician who healed our pasts. I have a dream that our churches may be more like the woman with a reputation who washed Jesus' feet with her tears instead of Simon the Pharisee whose house she entered and who kept his distance so that it might be said of us, like her, by Jesus, that our sins have been forgiven because we love much. Friends, there is a world out there, a community of real flesh and blood people out there who have been hurt by religion, who have been burned by religious people, but they have yet to meet Jesus Christ because they have never met a person, a group of people who really walk like Jesus walked. There are people in our churches today who could never be a Barnabas, but who will remain in Ananias until we are able to show ourselves worthy of their trust. This tale of two men in Acts chapter 5 also has implications for a tale of two churches. One church, content to live with a congregation of Ananiases, always able to pay the bills and keep up the image, but never willing to go deeper into people's lives and really touch and bless people where they need it most. This is a church made up of people content to let people keep their masks on, keep up Sunday morning facades, afraid of making themselves too vulnerable because vulnerability implies getting dirty with the hurt and pain in our own lives and the lives of others. It will require time effort and love, things that some churches and some people in those churches are unwilling to give. The other church, however, has a bigger dream and a higher vision, and its people want to welcome Barnabases, even helping change closed and hurting Ananiases into open and vulnerable Barnabases. This church is not content with the shallowness of Sunday morning superficiality and so has the play, a place at their front door for broken people with pasts to shed their masks and put on instead the robe of righteousness that Jesus can give to stop the bleeding, heal the past, mend the present, and give hope for the future.
Friends, I am not content to let bartenders do more ministry with their customers than we do with our church members. Because I believe that we can be a group of people who really do walk the way Jesus walked. I believe that we can show ourselves worthy of the trust of our own people. I believe we can if we really want it enough, if we really care enough. Be a place where even Ananias would shed his mask, lose his fear, insecurity and mistrust, and receive the healing of Jesus. I believe we can be churches like this because the Lord tells us he wants people and churches just like this. And he never tells us to be something that he can't make us into if we'll just allow him to. Why do I care about congregations and churches creating an environment of openness, love, and trust like this? Because Ananias died with the judgment of God on his life. And there are many people in our churches today and in our communities who would never darken the door to a church who are dying a thousand deaths each day as the cancer of broken dreams, unspoken hurt, and numbing fears eats away at them constantly. And as I see the tragedy and reality of many lives like this today, I say to myself, there must be something that God's people can do to change this. And then I take a look at Barnabas, and I see what Jesus Christ can do to a man or woman through a group of people who care enough to care. You see, I know a God whose word says that he can give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I know a God who can remove masks, crucify fear, give freedom from the past, courage for the present, and real hope for the future. And I believe that Jesus didn't just do these things in my life so that I could keep them to myself. I believe there is no greater thrill or joy a man or woman can have in this life than to see Jesus bind up the brokenhearted. Will you join hands with me as we attempt to create place after place like this around the world where this will happen day after day after day until the day comes when there will be no more tears to cry? Jesus, change us together to make this a reality in your broken world that you so desperately want to piece together. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses His Word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.